This is Donna Otto, and we are modern homemakers. So what does that mean? Well, we're homemakers. We are in the business of helping you make the kind of home you want. What does that look like? Our whole goal in the work of modern homemakers is to encourage women. Encourage women. That's a pretty broad mission statement. So we narrowed it down, and that is that we want to encourage women in their roles as women, wife, mother, and homemaker. Now, of those roles, we spend a lot more time on the woman than we do the others. But at this time of the year, we begin to talk about the holidays and the kinds of uh, memories we build and shopping for Christmas and planning meals for the holidays. And you're saying, is she really talking about the holidays? Well, I, I stood in the Michael's uh, Hobby Store and there was the huge, long aisle full of Halloween things. And I walked away from that aisle, and the very next aisle was jam-packed with red and green Christmas. And I thought, it's not far behind in the way uh, the promoters are promoting things and getting us ready. We need to be knowing what we're going to do and how we're going to do it. So we'll be talking about that a little bit. I also want to recommend to you, and a small group, it's a great thing to do together, a video that we put together called Home for Christmas. For many years, we did an event, an annual event called Home for Christmas. And we taped one of them, and it's available to you for purchase and gather some friends together and get some ideas in the five areas of organizing, gift giving, gift wrapping, hospitality, and creativity in creating memories for Christmas. So today I want to talk about home, and I want to talk about organization. I uh, was truly the most unorganized woman in the whole world. Um, I know that I did. I know that's a pretty broad statement, but I think when I've heard stories around the globe in the last thirty years, when I've been doing this kind of work with women, I've heard some pretty gemmy stories, and um, I can match them pretty much with all the things that I did or didn't do in getting organized. And then one day, a hero of the faith said to me, John Otto, if you don't get order, you're not going to accomplish what God called you to do. I still remember being shocked at those words, like, what does she mean and how does she know and is she God? But more than that, God had used her to remind me of the world that I lived in, um, inside my home. It was a wreck. Um, I laughingly and coined this phrase because it was true, hid my dirty dishes in the clothes dryer. There was a good reason for that, but it's not the place you put your dirty dishes, correct? And so I began what was a concentrated effort in learning, testing, trying, and finding order in my own world. That is over 35 years ago, and that order still remains in my life, in my world, Ask me where it is. I can tell you exactly where everything is. 
I have a storage system that works flawlessly. We moved from a big house and a lot of buildings and a lot of property to a small place, and it was seamless. We just carried the boxes over to the new place, and they're the same numbered boxes in the same system. And that's in a book that I wrote called The Secrets to Getting More Done in Less Time. You can find that on our website. That book is full of organization generally. Today I want to talk to you about organizing your kitchen. Now of all the places in the house that are confusing, the kitchen is the most confusing. And that's because in the kitchen you have a hot, cold, storage, wet, dry, eating, cooking utensils. It is just a complicated room full of many essentials but varied in size and use. So one of the things I always recommend is getting prepared. Get prepared to organize. Don't just say, I'm going to start organizing. And the general rule about organizing anything is to plan 15 minutes to do three things in this order and no other order, take everything out of that drawer, Sort through that drawer in three ways. Is it a giveaway, a put away, or a throwaway? Can only be in those three categories because I'll tell you what to do with them later. And last, the last thing to do is put everything back in the drawer. Now, that drawer will take you 15 minutes, but the exhilaration that will come from that one drawer, which will lead you to doing the same practice in every cabinet, in every cupboard, in your kitchen. Now, how long will that take? I don't know how big your kitchen is. But the average woman will take about three and a half hours to organize her kitchen if she does it my way. Now, we used to laugh about the fact that um, my way or the highway, and I used to laugh and say, well, I kind of do it the Italian style. Do it my way. Don't ask too many questions. And when you're done, you'll be so glad. That's because I tried everything. I tried absolutely everything. This is a very simple, lifelong process. It's the trunk of your car. It's the garage. It's your bathroom. It's your closet. It's the bookshelves. It's the same three things. Take everything off. Sort. What makes us tired is not what we do, but what we don't do. What makes us tired is not what we do, but what we don't do. So that messy cabinet that you keep walking by and thinking you should do, that makes you tired. It wearies you. And if you do what I'm suggesting you do, taking everything out, now it's a clean, it's an empty cabinet. Wipe it down and it's a clean cabinet. And then what typically happens is you have a pile of things in front of you. Oh, that goes in my son's room. This goes in my daughter's room. That goes out in the garage. This should be thrown away. I can't decide. Oh, this cup is broken. I want to have it fixed. And now you're exhausted because you have 15 decisions to make, 15 more jobs to do, and you don't want to do it. So what I encourage you to do is one of three choices. That's all. Is it a giveaway? You've used it. It has life in it. Someone could use it. I have a giveaway bag at the outside of the door into our garage. That giveaway bag lives there, and every, well, it depends upon what kind of uh, t- season it's in. During the move, I filled up lots of those bags and take it over to the center who takes my giveaways and gives them to people who need them. The second category is a throwaway. Ah, that's the hard one, isn't it? Is it a throwaway? We hang on to things and clutter and nostalgia, and we, we should be more willing to separate ourselves from things. Eventually, we're going to be separated from all of these things. So is it a giveaway? 
Is it a throwaway? And then is it a put away? Now, when I say put away, I'm talking about everything got stuck in that drawer that really should have been put someplace else. The key, the extra key for the front door that goes where all the keys are. But if you walk away from your drawer, you're going to get distracted. I call it bunny trailing. The minute I hop, hop off to put the key in the container where the keys are, you know what happens? I'm sidetracked. And then I want a glass of tea, then I want to sit down, and then I don't want to finish the kitchen cabinet. So I have three bags. They all have each have a name on them. It's a giveaway, it's a put away, or it's a throwaway. When I'm done with my kitchen, I'll probably have two or three put away bags. And then I'll tackle the put-away bags by sorting them and putting them where they belong. If there's one sentence that I could help you with to get you organized, is this one sentence. Put it back where you got it from. I'm embarrassed to tell you that my now 51-year-old daughter, that was her first complete sentence. Put it back where you got it from. That will save your life and the lives of the people you live with from clutter and mess and loss and waste of time looking for things you know you have but you cannot find. That's the how. Now, what do you need? You're going to work in the kitchen. Then you need some things to organize. You probably need some little bins, maybe some jars. Maybe you have Tupperware that you use to put in the kitchen or things that are like Tupperware. That's a, a brand name, but containers, these beautiful glass containers that are so popular again, and I'm so glad they are. You can see the food, you can freeze the food, and you can stack them in your refrigerator. Um, you, you may need... Um, a box of things that shouldn't be in your kitchen or shouldn't be in your prime space, but you want to keep, like the turkey platter or the Christmas cookie cutters or the Christmas Jesus plate. Well, you don't need that in the cabinet where your everyday dishes are, but you want to keep it. So that box might be called kitchen overflow, might be part of your storage system. You need um, a black tip pen to label things, and you need some labels. So the first thing you're going to do is schedule some time. And I am a booger about this. I, you, a bugger. What's the word? It's not a booger, is it? <laughs> I am a stickler about this. Set your timer for 15 minutes and work against that timer and quit. Don't let yourself create bad habits that will distract you from ever going to organization again. Oh, I was only going to work for half an hour and three hours later and I didn't get it done. It's all a mess. And guess what? You're not going to do that again. So you're probably not going to get that kitchen organized. I recommend 15-minute sparks. Just start, let it run for 15 minutes and work. So start in your kitchen and do what I've said. Take everything out, put back only what belongs there, and then um, get ready to put those things away. There's something that um, I like to call kitchen overflow. Uh, some of those things I have literally in my box storage system, but some of them I have in high cabinets that I can't reach easily, but that's okay because I don't use them very often. Now, this is one you'll laugh about, but it's the first thing that came to my mind. My mother loved shrimp cocktail. 
I, I don't know where she ever learned to like it, but she loved a shrimp cocktail. It was like the treat of all treats. And she saw somewhere these little bowls that you put ice in, and then you put a bowl on top of the bowl, fit in there nicely, and then you shred the lettuce, and then you put the shrimp on the edge of the bowl, and then you put it in the refrigerator, and it stays icy cold because the ice is underneath, and the shrimp stays icy cold. And she thought they were the coolest things in the whole world. And she had four of them. And when she died, I took them. I think I might use those bowls once a year, maybe twice a year, maybe not at all in one year. But parting with them would be just too hard for me. And we do use them occasionally. Do I want them on my prime time space where I open up to get a glass for water or a plate for dinner? I do not. But I have shelves, and you most likely do too, that are higher. That's where all that kitchen overflow is. That's where my um, special candles that I use in one room at a time during the holidays. So kitchen overflow and things that you don't um, use regularly should go up above. Try to put things in your kitchen, things that work together, store together. So if you're a baker, then get your baking pans, your baking bowls, your sifter. Get those things together in one cabinet. If you're using it regularly, it'll save you a lot of time. If you're a baker intermittently, then you want to put those things uh, higher up or second row, what I call second row. Now, I have a turntable in my kitchen, which I'm crazy about. And in the back of that turntable, which I literally have to turn out to get to, are the things like I'm talking about. I'm not a baker. I bake once a month at most. And um, sometimes I get crazy and I bake a lot of cookies or I bake some cakes and bring them to people, but that's not something I do regularly. So I have my baking things in the back of that turntable and up above. Things that work together should be stored together. And don't forget that there are other places in the kitchen that um, are, st are storage units. And this is your refrigerator. This is your oven. This is your pots and pans. These are separate units. And as I said earlier, uh, it's cold, it's wet, it's dry, it's hot, it's fragile. The kitchen contains all of those things in one. Remember that your refrigerator is just a cold cabinet. It's just a cold storage cabinet. So organize it in such a way. I have two turntables in my refrigerator because we have a lot of little jars and and um, they were always spilling in the back and my husband couldn't find them. And if you have a husband like I do, it doesn't look really hard. And then I have the shelves on my door. So I have these two turntables and I can turn them and find them and David can turn them and find them. I have shelves. On each shelf, I have a towel. Why do you have a towel on your shelf? Well, I discovered that once a month when I clean the refrigerator out, you know, things spill in the refrigerator. They get knocked over. A little chili sauce is on the... So I put these towels on the shelf, in every shelf of my refrigerator. They're just kitchen towels. And when I clean the refrigerator, I take everything out, just like I tell you, take everything out, wipe it down. I take all the towels out, put them in the washing machine, put fresh towels in, and then put the food back in it. So that helps keep my kitchen 
tidy and clean. Same thing with the freezer. I don't know what kind of freezer you have, but try to organize it in a way that you use it. If you have a deep chest freezer, some of them come with dividers. If they don't, make some dividers. Have your husband cut some wood or get some cardboard and divide things up so you have chicken and pork and beef or pastries or whatever it is if you have one of those chests. If you have a stand-up freezer that opens uh, forward, one door forward, not a chest, then you can do the same thing you do in your refrigerator in your freezer, but organize it. Remember to label everything you put in the freezer, because I don't care what you put in there, it all comes out looking like an ucky brown. That could be chili, that could be pasta gravy, that could be anything. Label it and date it, okay? Kitchen basics that you use every day, pots and pans, gadgets, some of us do not have big kitchens, and we have crocks sitting on the counter with extra gadgets that we use often, like uh, colanders and wood spoons and ladles, all of those necessities. But make sure that you have what you need in your kitchen and that it's available. The other thing I want to say about the kitchen in organizing it, and please feel free to send me any questions with your specific questions kitchen issue, and I'll try to help you work it out. Um, They pay people a lot of bucks to organize their kitchen, and I'd be glad to help you do it for yourself. But I do want to say that the kitchen is a place where we want people to feel welcome. We don't want them to feel like can't come in here. And for years, I was the kind of cook who you can't come in here because I was such a slob. I spilled things and wiped things up and One day, a friend of mine said, did you just use the dishcloth on the floor? I didn't even realize I'd done it. I spilled something on the floor. That was the closest thing, and I wiped it up. I had to learn. I had to unlearn some of those things. But remember that the kitchen is so multifaceted, and yet what it provides is something you absolutely essentially need, and that's food and meals. So I couldn't talk about the kitchen without once again encouraging you to do meal planning. Meal planning. Have an eight and a half by 11 piece of paper. Get one of your kids to chalk it off for 21 meals. I really do recommend if you are a mom at home, if you have children at home, if you're homeschooling at home, that you plan all the meals. Three meals a day, whatever that is, if that's just peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, so you know what you need. Once you've made the menu plan up, then you make the market list. So you don't say, oh, I have all of this, but I don't have that. I still make a menu plan for six nights a week. Now, sometimes in that we are both at home more and retired more at our age, sometimes that meal is a middle-of-the-day meal, but I make one meal a day. When my husband retired, I said to him, he said, won't it be fun having breakfast or lunch together? And I said, I don't know who you're talking to, but one meal a day, and that might be breakfast. Now, he still laughs about that, and he'll say to me sometimes around 6 o'clock when there doesn't look like there's going to be any dinner, and he'll say, I didn't get my one meal today. But the truth is, I still plan for it, because when I plan, then I market, and I don't waste food. We also find that when I menu plan, especially with the two of us, that I make enough for two or three meals. So for a family of three or four, making a double portion so you have two nights, unless your families won't eat the same meals, and I hope they will. So it saves time, it saves money, it saves stress. Of all the things you can do to organize in your home, 
meal planning is singularly the most time-saving, money-saving event you will ever do. It will change the course of your life. You'll have better nutrition. You'll have happier homes. You won't be rushed. And my always quoted to myself often, if you don't know what you're going to eat for dinner and it's 4 o'clock in the afternoon, it will be expensive and purchased. Uh, Probably not so good for you. So clean up the kitchen. Organize the the cupboards. Get rid of the clutter and get ready for the holidays. They're coming. I'm Donna Otto. I love talking about organization and home and design and color. If you have questions, send them to me and I'll try to address them. Remember, the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go out and make a very uncommon day of order organizing your kitchen.